Welcome to Wellness Realness with Christina Rice. I'm your host, Christina. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner, holistic health coach, and the creator of ChristinaRiceWellness.com, where you can find my blog, recipes, services, programs, and ebooks. In this podcast, I'll be discussing all things related to health and wellness, and I promise to always keep it very real. If you'd like to submit a question or a topic for me to discuss, send it in to podcast at ChristinaRiceWellness.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a rating and a review on iTunes, and join the Facebook group, Wellness Realness Podcast Tribe. Hello, friends. I am back with a return guest. I have Meg Dahl on the podcast yet again. I just can't get enough of her. Can you? Meg is one of my very best friends. I adore her. And when I was visiting her in Canada, we recorded two podcasts. I was lucky enough to squeeze two podcasts out of that wonderful woman. And this is the second one. So if you didn't listen to part one, I released that last week and we talked all about essential oils. And then this week we are talking about food, nutrition, specifically carbs. A lot about carbs. It's a good it's a good chat. Carbs have been demonized recently and Meg and I both have a lot of experience personally and with clients, you know, kind of figuring out the whole carb situation. So we're going to get into that in this episode and Meg has also been on the podcast even before this she shares her whole journey overcoming an eating disorder and when her fiance left her she has a really really interesting life story she's very inspiring so go back and check out that episode with her as well but before we get into the whole podcast I want to remind you that Monday, October 29th is when early bird pricing for my Paleo Women Lifestyle program opens up. It's going to be early bird pricing for October 29th only, and then 30th, it'll go up to normal pricing, and signups are going to be for that week only, and we start the program on November 5th. So signups start October 29th, program actually starts November 5th, and enrollment is going to be completely closed by November 3rd. So make sure you hop on that if you want to sign up for my online course such group coaching program all about the paleo diet and paleo lifestyle we cover topics just like the one that meg and i will be discussing today we talk about balancing hormones macronutrients eating enough food building a healthy plate cooking and grocery shopping we discuss lifestyle factors like stress management and eating out at restaurants and handling family and friends and exercise movement personal care products, everything in between, an overall healthy lifestyle, and you get access to a really incredible community of women. So you'll be in the private Facebook group where we all chat and then get access to live video coaching calls with me and the other women in the group. You will make some great lifelong friends, find your tribe. It is an awesome, awesome opportunity, and I really encourage you to take advantage of it. This is the last group I will be running in 2018, and the price is also the lowest it will ever be, so hop on it. I'm really excited for this next group. This program is designed for every woman, truly every woman. I think that... A lot of the health and nutrition advice put out there into the world is kind of based on science that has been 
Well, it's based on studies that have been done on men, and a lot of men themselves are putting this information out there. And female health is different. We need to take into account different considerations. We are hormonally completely different than men. Our hormones are much more delicate. We are more responsive to stressors. We are affected much more by any stressor in our environment, emotional and physical. And I think when whenever you are trying to maintain or make a healthy lifestyle change, it really helps to have a community alongside you. And, you know, I've been really trying to get into the more less just online, more getting to know people in quote in person slash one-on-one and this group program gives us opportunity to get to know each other and I can help you troubleshoot any of your health issues you can ask all of your questions right in the group really really awesome place to be so if you want to learn more about everything that you will receive when you enroll go to bit.ly slash paleo women lifestyle you can also find that link on my website christinaricewellness.com and that page will show you everything that all the five modules cover it's a five-week course but you have access to it forever and it will also let you know the different pricing options and you can read some great testimonials from ladies who have already been through the program so check those out as well very excited. So mark your calendar so you can sign up on October 29th, Monday. I cannot wait. Obviously, that is my main reminder. I always have other updates, but that's what I really want to tell you about right now because I'm just so focused on this launch and really excited to bring a new group of women into the Paleo Women Lifestyle program. But besides that, I do want to make sure we talk a little bit more about one of my favorite products, Ned. You guys have heard me talk about Ned Full Spectrum Hemp Oil probably a million times. And this is a product that I told the women in my program about way before I ever started talking about it on social media and Ned Full Spectrum Hemp Oil. I mean, when I first found this, I thought it was too good to be true. And I I got in touch with one of the founders and grilled him, asked him all these questions and realized it it really is this great. It's not too good to be true. It's actually just amazing. And I started using it every day and wanted to see how I felt felt amazing. I was so impressed with it. And then I started recommending it to clients and they had incredible results and recommended to family and friends. And I've just seen so many awesome testimonials. People are saying that it's the only thing that helps with their anxiety or that it's the only thing that allows them to sleep through the entire night. I have heard people tell me that they had chronic joint pain that has gone away. Their inflammation has gone down by a lot. You know, it works differently for everybody, but I have just heard so many amazing testimonials that light my heart up and I want other people to know about it too because I know that a lot of people are in the market for a good CBD oil and I cannot recommend this one enough. It's really important when you're using something like a CBD oil or in this case a full spectrum hemp oil 
you're making sure that the sourcing is high quality and the ingredients are high quality because the way it works is you really want to be taking a bet every single day and you don't want to be putting synthetic ingredients into your body every single day. So just one of the reasons why I love Ned Full Spectrum Hemp Oil is that there are no isolates or synthetic ingredients. So CBD isolates are really common in the market and an isolate is a lab isolated CBD compound and it exists in a white powdered form and it's strict of all the phytocannabinoids that will help the cannabidiol a lot. So without those other cannabinoids, there's no entourage effect, so to speak, which is really why uh, hemp is so powerful, which is why Ned is awesome because it is a full spectrum hemp oil which means it contains other active cannabinoids in addition to the cannabidiol. So it contains compounds like CBG, CBC, CBDA, CBGA, all of the CB somethings. <laughs> and there are no filler oils or filler flavorings. They don't need to mask their flavor. The only ingredients are literally the CBD, the full spectrum hemp oil, and non-GMO MCT oil. That's it. CBD is amazing because it is working to stimulate the endocannabinoid system in the body, which is something that more and more people are realizing they can get incredible health benefits by supporting. And the endocannabinoid system is made up of endocannabinoids and their receptors all throughout the body. They're found everywhere, including the brain and other organs, glands, immune cells. And the system works differently in different parts of the body, but at the end of the day, the end goal of the endocannabinoid system is basically just homeostasis. So it really is just tasked with getting your body to reach internal balance again, which is why CBD oil can be so incredible. It can be used for a wide variety of symptoms. So it can be used to help you asleep. A lot of people who struggle with insomnia find benefits with CBD oil. It can be used as an anti-inflammatory. So I see people with autoimmune diseases, joint pain, any type of inflammation, you might see a lot of benefit trying to use CBD oil. It can help with natural pain relief, for instance. It can help with anxiety, PTSD, depression. I notice that it really helps relax me. I tend to be geared up. I kind of run at a million miles a minute and my, my head races and this really helps to calm me down at night so I can just kind of relax. I notice on days if I forget to take it, I don't feel as chill in the evening. So I do really like to take it for that. And also I will take, I usually take the Ned two to three hours before my, before I go to bed. But if I have a big day, if I'm nervous about something during the day, I'll take it in the morning as well. And it just kind of helps keep me even all day long. So I love that. It's also actually a rich source of antioxidants, which is really awesome. And a lot of people with chronic conditions like Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, and epilepsy have also seen a great improvement using CBD oil regularly. And like I mentioned, this is something that you would want to take every day. So it kind of builds up in the system and is constantly stimulating your endocannabinoid system as well. CBD will not get you high. Full spectrum hemp oil is non-psychotropic. It's, it's not going to get you high. Um, so 
just so you know. But I really just love the Ned. Great ingredients, great company. They go the extra mile when they are bottling the products. They infuse all of their products with love, gratitude, positive vibes, and they even attune them to binaural beats, which is just amazing. Binaural beats can help to promote focus, balance, and calm. They are going to tell you all about the science behind that when they come on the podcast. I'm going to release that episode pretty soon so you can learn more, but great product. So if you are interested in trying out Ned Full Spectrum Hemp Oil or any of their other products, they also have a body butter and they have some really awesome lip balms, which I love. You can go to helloned.com. And use the discount code wellness, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S, for 10% off. I recommend starting with a 300 milligram and see how you do with that. Take it at in the evening, a few hours before bed, see how you feel, and go from there. And I love hearing your testimonials about this product. I know how hard it can be to find a good CBD, which is why I'm so pumped about Ned. And you guys know how serious I am when it comes to something I'm going to put into my body every day. I'm a stickler about ingredients, so I really stand fully behind this brand and this company. They have the same values as me, which is very important. So definitely check it out. Again, my discount code is wellness. That will get you 10% off at helloned.com. And I actually let Meg's boyfriend Scott tried some Ned while I was visiting them in Canada and he was obsessed with it and like telling everybody about it made me so happy. Unfortunately, Ned doesn't ship to Canada yet, but we'll, we'll get it there somehow, you know, something sneaky. No, just kidding. Um, but he loved it and was just raving about it. So that made me very excited and I cannot wait for you guys to listen to this chat I had with Meg. I think it is a conversation a lot of people need to hear right now. She is amazing. You can find her at MegTheRHN.com, on Instagram at MegTheRHN. And make sure you listen to my last few podcasts with her, as well as the podcast I did with her on her podcast, The Unbreakable You Podcast, which is an incredible podcast. So without further ado, here is Meg Dahl. So I'm standing here with my friend Meg Dahl, Megan Dahl, apparently her full name is Megan, and we're in Canada, and you probably, I, I probably post the essential oils podcast we just recorded first, so you already heard that. Now this is the second one, and I'm still in Canada, and we told you a little bit about what we did. You Let's talk more about what the Canadian experience has been. Okay, well, how about we talk about what we're doing next? We have Thanksgiving dinner tonight. And what are we doing? Well, yeah, that's the whole reason you're here. You are here for Thanksgiving. But I think it would be like way more interesting if you told your audience (laughs) what Canada was like rather than me telling them. So I don't know. Maybe I should interview you a little bit um, at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, So like your first impressions, honestly, first impressions of Canada. Okay. When I got to the Calgary airport, I thought... Every time I travel, I talk about this like I travel internationally. I've, I don't, but I've only gone out of the country one other time before, but during that trip was in like 20 different airports. And I noticed that every airport that's not America just feels so like crisp and clean. And 
almost like out of a movie. I don't know. It's very strange. And the Calgary airport was huge. And I liked how clean it was. And it just felt nicer. And I even, I told Meg this, everything feels nicer. And then when we got to Yorkton, I mean, we're like in the middle of nowhere out here, which is fine. And I think this town is so cute. And I told Meg, like, this is a type of town I always wanted to like grow up in. But it's so funny because Meg didn't think that anyone in her family has an accent and everyone in her family has such a thick accent. I It's honestly a little hard for me to understand everything they're saying. I feel bad. I'm like, wait, what was that? And uh, her boyfriend has a really thick accent too. And But her your dad, I think, has... I was like shocked and I can't understand how you don't have an accent. I have no idea. No idea because obviously I don't think anyone here has an accent. But for me to be the only one that you don't think has an accent, that's really interesting yeah. to me. Well, I always notice, like you say it, just certain words right. you have a little, you know, but just overall, I don't think I would know you were from Canada or from another country unless you told me. But here I'm like, okay, I am I am American. Um, but it's really nice. It's not as cold as I expected. I thought I was going to be miserable, like miserably cold. And it's been very nice. We've been on a lot of walks. Like, it's chilly, but it's nothing. I told Meg this. It's no different than when I used to go to school in the winter, like, growing up in the Bay Area. Like, it was just cold. Um, But it's been super nice, and I love the town. It's so calm and quiet, and people here are really nice, it seems like. It's just really quiet, you know? And I'm not used to that compared to L.A. And we've been to the store a million times. (laughs) And... I kind of forgot that you guys don't have as many products. So all the brands I'm used to seeing, because what's weird about Canada is it feels just like America. So I like forget I'm in another country. But then when I go into a store, I'm like, this is not America. Does that make sense? Oh, totally makes sense. Yeah, because I mean, like Canada and the States are generally very similar. Mm -hmm. Right. But yeah, like a lot of our brands are different. We just don't have as many brands as you guys do. So, yeah, I totally get that because I feel the same, right? Like, whenever I visit the States, it's like, it's not like I feel like I'm somewhere totally different, but I get a little really excited about Whole Foods and all the brands that I can't get back home. Yeah. Okay. But you guys do have some things that we don't have, specifically this killer coconut milk that I can't wrap my head around and I'm smuggling some back to the U.S. for sure but we need to talk about this because so when I came here I told Meg she has to make me a chia pudding because Meg's chia puddings just always look so freaking good and I need her to make me one I don't know how why yours are better than everyone else's and she made it for me and it was the thickest creamiest thing ever and she showed me her coconut milk can you talk about this coconut milk yeah so i don't know if it's just in canada but i would assume that you're able to get it the brand is a roy d and it's literally just coconut milk and water it says 60 percent coconut and then the rest is water so 40 percent. but this stuff is thick like i've experimented with so many different brands of coconut milk And this one is like yogurt thick Mm -hmm. when you like you'll mix it all up and then you put it in the fridge and it doesn't separate from like water to cream. It just stays as one Mm -hmm. and it's just really, really thick. So that's kind of my um, Secret? secret to my chia puddings, I guess. I don't know. 
Yeah, so she shows me this coconut milk. It's thicker than coconut cream. Like, it's so thick. I'm really suspicious of it. Like, I honestly feel like there might be some gum or thickener in it. I'm just really not trusting of it. But, I mean, whatever. It's fine. What else have I tried? You guys don't have as good of a chocolate selection. That's for sure. But you have some other fun things. Yeah, you have the most incredible meat. So let's talk about all the meat we have eaten slash we're going to eat. Yeah, so what did I make you for breakfast? Deer steak. It was so good. And she marinated in coconut aminos. Oh, my God. Okay, so that was incredible. And then what else do we have? Um, I made gizzards for you the very first day you were here. So I know gizzards are one of those proteins, one of the organ meats that a lot of people might be disgusted about. But what were your thoughts on chicken gizzards? I love them. We mix them with chicken hearts, which I already know I loved. But the gizzards are like, I like how they're like meatier. I don't know. It's like thick. I like to feel like it's like, you know, some substance in it. Um, They were really good. I like they're like kind of chewy. Those were delicious. And then we also had cod tongue, which I, I mean, I feel stupid. but I'm just going to say it. I didn't know that codfish had tongues um but they literally look like little tongues and i thought they were delicious what did you think about the cod tongue yeah because that was actually my first time having cod tongue too so my parents were just driving down the street and there was a fish truck from nova scotia so another province in canada and this fish truck was selling all this fresh fish from nova scotia my parents saw some cod tongues and knew I'd be down because I eat the weirdest food, similar to Christina. So they bought Christina and I a bag of cod tongues and we thought, hey, why not have those for breakfast? So we did them up and yeah, they were definitely good. I find that like, I love all protein, all seafood. There's really not something that I've come across that I'm like, ooh, I could not eat that. But um, cod definitely does have like a more fishy smell so it's like cod it really is like cod but it definitely looks like a little tongue on your plate it's like very strange if you're creeped out by that sort of thing but honestly it just tastes like cod did you notice that so there is the tongue and then like under the tongue there was like a squishier part yeah. i actually really liked that that was my favorite part <laughs> we're the same we're so weird we're so weird and then we had um bula bays for meg's dad's birthday which was my first time having it basically like a, a fish stew but with like 30 different types of fish and it was delicious i think that more people should make that like it's so easy you just like broth we used oh so good bow broth and then just a bunch of spices and stuff. And there was some celery and carrots. And then, like, there were mussels, clams, salmon, um, shrimp, shrimp lobster. lobster. And haddock. And haddock. Yeah. Okay. Lots of things. That was delicious. And then what else did we eat? What did we have yesterday for lunch? Um, oh, Sloppy Joe's. Tell them about your what you thought. Yeah. So I am so bad at following recipes. <laughs> like, you know, I just cook so basic like not so basic but I just don't follow recipes so while Christina was here I really wanted to try a recipe of hers so she suggested sloppy joes I had a lot of grass-fed beef so we went with the sloppy joes and I've never had a sloppy joe in my life before so that was a lot of fun to try that we served it on greens with a side of buttercup squash from my garden yeah, so I had a garden this year. We grew tons of 
amazing veggies and everything just like tastes so much better. But the sloppy joes were awesome. Um, again, like I'm not picky, but when it comes to like a meat sauce or chili or the sloppy joe, I would choose sloppy joes over all of those things. That makes me so happy. And I love how we're both trying new things on the trip. And Megan and I have talked about this. It's so nice because we eat so similarly and we both like to try new foods, but we also like to cook because we want to make sure every meal is delicious. And I'm really glad, like, I feel like I'm trying very Canadian things. And then I got you to try some American things. And then tonight we're doing like the big turkey dinner. Her dad is smoking a turkey, which I'm so excited for. And then we're also trying, I'm having goose. Oh yeah, having parsnips. I haven't had parsnips, which is just like a personal issue. Um, That will be really fun tonight. And then we're doing goose tomorrow, which I'm so excited about. And she, Meg said that it tastes like chicken livers, right? Yeah. So it totally reminded me like the flavor of chicken livers, but the texture of almost like a beef tenderloin. So I'm really excited to hear your take on them because those are like two completely different things. And I'm just interested to hear how you feel about those, but I know you're going to love them. So we've talked about um, the goose breast that we're going to have. And then frog legs are something that I 100% want to introduce you to because they honestly taste like chicken wings, like just like bone like chicken wings like they're they honestly are just chicken Mm -hmm. wings and so anyways I have a homemade barbecue sauce for us to enjoy with our frog legs so I'm really excited for that too yeah I cannot wait I feel so lucky and I think that we've been talking about this too people keep asking how do you make it and Megan and I like things really plain because we just like to taste our food and we just cook it in some type of fat and salt and that's all we like it and I think that people just need to be more willing to try different types of meat. And I don't ever get like, you don't really get bored because we keep trying new things. And I think a lot of people are just afraid of food, certain foods like that, like frog legs or livers or gizzards or whatever, just because of the name. And they have this preconceived notion about it. What do you think? A hundred percent. I mean, like, I will be the first to admit that gizzards, like, that sounds gross. Mm -hmm. Like, it does. And frog legs, like, there's nothing appealing about that. And cod tongue, like, that sounds even more repulsing. But um, if you remove that judgment Mm -hmm. from it, and, like, this can touch on, like, so many areas of our life, but right now we're talking about food, but if you remove that judgment around it that people have, like, led you to believe, and it's even around, like, things like sardines and stuff, right? Like, people have just told you, likely for your whole life, that they're disgusting or they're gross or there's something weird about it so then you tell yourself that they're gross and then you start believing that they're gross and then you just don't want to try them for yourself whereas what if you just removed those judgments and you just went into it just like if you were trying a new piece of fruit Mm -hmm. right like I'm sure there's new pieces of fruit that you've tried but no one says they're gross so you just try them and then you form your own opinion on it yeah that's a really good analogy the fruit and also it's like what if someone served this to you and you 
didn't know what it was called and you just ate it, you know, you then you would be able to have a really unbiased opinion. It's also really funny that I'm thinking about it because you said sardines. People are like, ew, I can't eat sardines. And I'm like, you think sardines are bad? They're just fish. And meanwhile, we're over here eating all these organ meats and like who knows what. But something I really want to talk about is okay so Megan and I have had some really amazing conversations so far and during this trip and we kind of we keep like bringing up topics and saying okay we should discuss this because we see a lot of stuff on social media and just in media in general that kind of bothers us or ideas that we wish people didn't believe or judgments people put around themselves or food their bodies xyz whatever and one topic I really want to talk about is carbs actually especially with you because you're the perfect person because you know you did keto for a while and educated women about doing keto in the right way and are a big like proponent of high fat diets and you also have been like increasing carbohydrate intake recently and we talk about this a lot like people being afraid of carbs and is this keto that's not keto like can you eat carbs do I need to be keto all these things with carbs and keto and just carbs in general and then you and I also both have been talking about carbs in the context of amenorrhea not having a period which we have a lot of experience with both of us personally personally and a lot of our clients and people we know on social media so I kind of just like want to open up the conversation around carbs and women and like what is your opinion surrounding carbs right now like just just tell me how it's going right now yeah I definitely think we need them (laughs) like like that's just hands down and but can I back up a little bit because we you said that I've done keto and this is another conversation that you and I have had multiple times throughout the time that you've been here okay so this just goes off of another conversation that you and I have been having about you know like terms like keto and things like that and I just want to clarify that yeah like I love eating a lot of fat and there was a point in time where I was eating high fat low carb and if you were to look at my plate it definitely would be considered like a keto type of meal however I think one thing that everyone thinks is like in order to or they label keto and with that like you're testing ketones too I have not once until the, like, I have never in my life tested ketones. So I was really eating like high fat, low carb to support my body through my parasitic infection. But now that I can tolerate carbs again, you bet I'm eating them because we need them. We as women need carbohydrates. And I do a lot of reading. I know, Christina, you are so great at like, you know, digging through all the research and really forming an honest, like unbiased, open, like educated opinion on things. And I've done the same with carbohydrates. And I work with a lot of clients um, all around the world. And I truly believe that we need to incorporate carbohydrates into our diets. A hundred percent. Talk about 
how you've been feeling personally since like I think sometimes that can be scary for people when they've gone a long time I know a lot of people who have gut issues have gone pretty low carb for a while and then you know maybe it's healed and they're like adding them back in and they don't know how they're gonna feel what was that process like adding things back in like how have you been feeling mm-hmm. and I totally get it about like the fear thing I know when I had a parasite I had like a piece of sweet potato the size of my thumb and that had me like flat on the floor crying. I was in so much pain. So after having zero carbohydrates, like dense, you know, carbohydrates, of course. Well, okay. Megan, I should clarify because this whole time we're going to be talking about carbs. We're talking about starch. So vegetables, all vegetables are carbohydrates. When we're talking about carbs we're talking about starchy carbohydrates not non-starchy veggies just to clarify that yeah so I was eating an abundance of veggies but my diet was not consisting of like sweet potatoes yams plantains all like even fruit that sort of thing so once I no longer had a parasite or a bacterial overgrowth because that was something I dealt with post parasite once my gut was all cleared up and I was feeling a lot better I started adding in some winter squash and I just like went for it I mean I love that that's one of my favorite foods and that's something I think is really important like through the healing journey and like working with clients or anyone that's listening right now like if you have been on a gut protocol that has been low carb for quite some time and now you're in like a point in your life or a point in your healing journey where Maybe you get the thumbs up from your practitioner to start adding carbs in and like you're fearful of it. Yeah, there's probably like a legitimate fear because of your like previous reaction to it. But I also want to make sure that you're actually not fearing like the food itself because there are no good or bad foods. There are no good or bad macronutrients. We need all of them. And I just want to make that really clear that I really hope that you're not actually fearing the macronutrient. And it is one of my favorite foods. And I think that's something that helps. I actually have like a program called Friends with Food. And one of the practices that I get the girls to do throughout that program is just looking at food as food, like just looking at a yam in the same way you would uh, like a pile of broccoli, for an example, like it's just food. The yam has certain nutrients that are going to benefit your body in a different way that broccoli will benefit your body. And if you truly like a food, I really hope you're including that in your diet if you can. Um, So that's kind of how I went about it is just like recognizing, okay, like I don't have a parasite anymore. I don't have a bacterial overgrowth anymore. I might as well try to experiment with these things. And I just slowly, like I had squash, a winter squash one night. I did totally fine with it. So I started having it more and more. And I was like, okay, I can tolerate this. I'm going to try a sweet potato now. And I went from there. And now I'm honestly including like a starchy carb pretty much at every single meal because I like them. I usually feel like eating them. And if I don't, then my meals look a little bit different. But honestly, I do my best at just listening to my body. 
We will get back to Meg in a moment, but I want to take a brief pause to talk to you about one of my favorite companies, Oh So Good Bone Broth. You guys know that I'm all about eating a very nutrient-dense diet, and bone broth is one of the most nutrient-dense foods you can get your hands on. Bone broth is made by slowly simmering animal bones, meat, tendons, and ligaments, which are very rich in important nutrients like collagen, essential amino acids, vitamin B12, and in minerals like calcium, iron, magnesium, potassium, and zinc. And it not only is a really highly bioavailable food in itself, but it also helps to increase the bioavailability of the other foods in your diet by helping to seal the lining of the gut. It's really great for helping to heal leaky gut. It can help to reduce harmful bacterial overgrowth in that way and help to reduce chronic inflammation that way as well. So if you are looking to heal and seal your gut, I think that bone broth is a great option to include in your diet. Especially at this time of year, I've been getting a lot of questions about how to support your immunity, and I think that regularly incorporating bone broth into your meals is a great way to support your immune system. Recently, I was feeling a little under the weather just with all the travel and change in weather, and I just wanted to make sure I didn't get sick, so that's when I will amp up my bone broth consumption, and I love the Oh So Good because it is super easy to heat up you it's already pre-made for you so you can just pull it out of the freezer I store all of mine in the freezer I always have a huge stash and then I will just kind of put it in the fridge or let it defrost and then I heat it up in a mug and I just drink it like that I like to just drink it straight but you can also use it to make a soup Meg and I made a soup with oh so good bone broth their signature blend when I was visiting her in Canada It's super easy to just throw the broth in, throw in some veggies, maybe some leftover chicken, and you have an instant soup. But like I said, I'll just drink it in a a mug by itself. It's so warm and comforting and delicious. Oh So Good Bone Broth is of the highest quality, which you know because it is not shelf-stable. You gotta keep it in the freezer. And they only use organic herbs and vegetables, pasture-raised grass-fed beef, organic pasture-raised chicken. All of their broths are gluten-free, dairy-free, Whole30-approved, and certified paleo. And all of their broth is made in small controlled batches because they really want to make sure that the quality is always consistent. They have a wide range of options for bone broth flavors. And another reason why Oh So Good stands out to me is that they have a whole range of AIP compliant bone broths, which is really, really helpful. They're not only AIP, but they're also great if you are following a low FODMAP diet. So I have always had a hard time finding pre-made bone broth that didn't have garlic and onions in it because... I try to avoid garlic and onions as much as I can just because they do disrupt my digestion a little bit and I know a lot of people who are sensitive to FODMAPs also need to stay away from the garlic and onions to help with their digestion and I'll personally have garlic and onions just every once in a while if I'm out or just if I really want to eat something that has it in it, it's fine. But for something that I want to consume every day, I don't like to be having garlic and onions every single day because my gut will feel it. And so I love that they have a whole range of 
not only AAP, but also low FODMAP friendly bone broth. They have a regular beef bone broth, chicken bone broth. They also have a whole range of kind of fun flavors. They have some with different Chinese herbs in them, but my current favorite broth Okay, my favorite broths are just the regular AIP chicken because I feel like it's so versatile. And I also love their Revive the Gut blend that's specially designed to really help support the gut and your digestion. Their Revive the Gut flavor contains Chinese herbs that are specifically meant to help strengthen your spleen and move your chi, that's your circulating life force, and also invigorate your blood so it's all about really supporting the spleen and the stomach specifically through the Chinese herbs that are found in that formula and it tastes delicious and that's just one they have they have other fun flavors as well so I encourage you to go check it out they also have paleo soups if you want more of a soup rather than just a bone broth but I just think that bone broth is so versatile and something I always like to have in my freezer and in my fridge and I like to have just mugs of it all the time and I just drink it. It's delicious. So if you are interested in checking out all the flavors from Oh So Good Bone Broth or trying it out yourself, especially this time of year as it gets chilly, go to ohsogoodbones.com. That's spelled O-S-S-O-G-O-O-D-B-O-N-E-S.com. And you can get $15 off if you use my discount code CRWellnessRealness. So again, that discount code is CRWellnessRealness at ohsogoodbones.com and that's O-S-S-O goodbones.com. All right, now that we've chatted a bit about bone broth, my fave, Meg's fave, we love it. We both love it. Let's get back to this conversation with Meg Dahl. Okay, so you've added in a good amount of carbohydrates have did you adjust anything else on your plate no (laughs) and that's another thing that we want to talk about is like there's there's such like a misconception that once you start eating carbohydrates again something else needs to go down and i think i don't know if you've heard like this kind of explanation of it before but a lot of people describe carbohydrates and fat like a teeter-totter like once your carbohydrates start increasing you have to lower your fat but it's like can we not have a meal with like a big juicy steak and then a sweet potato covered in ghee and a salad dressed in your favorite olive oil like um yeah you can because that is balanced. That is a balanced meal that a normal human being should be eating. Yeah, I I agree. I think that where the ca- caveat lies is like, okay, I try and be objective in the sense of like, w- there are different populations. Mm, yeah. So this is where the issue lies. A lot of quote health information, a lot of health information that's being put out there isn't like just health in general for the general population. It's just weight loss information because weight loss has become equated to health. But here's the thing. Not everybody needs to lose weight. Most people don't. Well, those people we're talking to don't. Um, if I'm looking at like America in general, yeah, America in general is overweight, but like that's not most of the people listening to this podcast or my audience, like to be honest. Okay. If someone is actually overweight, then yeah, I would give that advice to do the fat and carbs as a teeter totter. Um, just because that's usually what 
Okay, people talk. I'm just like gonna go off on a tangent. In the context of weight gain, people talk about how like the worst combination is fats and carbs because that's gonna help. That's gonna make you gain weight. Okay, yes, there are studies supporting this, but also in the context of like because foods that have high fat, high carb are usually the processed junk foods. I know plenty of people who are very thin who eat high fat, high carb, like whole foods diets and they're perfectly healthy. Everything is completely different when you're eating a paleo style whole foods diet. Um, And also like, you know, it is different when you are really overweight, like, and that's more of so just because of palatability. Like if someone's overweight and trying to lose weight, it tends to be easier for them to either stick lower carb or or higher carb like not having high fat and high carb just because those foods it's easier to eat more you know and usually a person who's overweight like it tends to overeat um and those are the caveats but like most people listening to this aren't in that situation and also people are forgetting the other effects of like so for me for example if i have just a carb and I don't add fat to it, I get severe blood sugar dysregulation. Um, so there's other aspects to it as well. Like what, what's your priority? Like for me, like I don't have a weight issue, but like blood sugar for me is more important to me, obviously. And so like, I don't feel good if I have a sweet potato with no fat on top. Um, and I also kind of want to bring it back to like reintroductions people have been low carb for like a while because i know both of us have been through this as well like this is what people do is they say okay i'm gonna add carbs in and they just carb bomb themselves and they have severe blood sugar dysregulation and then they're like i don't tolerate carbs no 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 no. you gotta go slow and steady so maybe you could talk a bit more about your experience with that yeah and that actually happened more recently so i wasn't experiencing any blood sugar dysregulation when i did initially add carbs back in so that was probably nearly a year ago i would say so i guess i was thinking more like right when i was adding carbohydrates back in and then um i mean and we should talk about how easy it is to still be low carb even if you are eating carbohydrates every single day okay this is this is is very important because meg and i talk about this a lot because we see all this bullshit that people are saying on social media and we're like even if you it is very hard to get your carbs up to say like like let's say 30% carbohydrates, which is still like low. It's almost impossible to do that. If even when you're having a starch with every meal, if you're eating paleo, you're not going to hit 30% if you are eating carbs with every meal in a paleo, like kind of template. Um, so when I added carbs back in initially after parasite bacterial overgrowth, I was really just having like either a sweet potato, a yam, or a winter squash once a day, like with one of my meals. So usually my evening meal, because that was kind of like making me feel really good. Still, you guys, that's really, really low carb, really low carb. So just recently, as I mentioned, um, I'm kind of at like eating carbs almost with every meal. Um, I know with you here, I haven't been in that routine just because we're making all the things and I you know, we're, I'm just going with the flow. And that's what I love about where I'm at with food these days, but um, just kind of eating. But 
Anyways, when I did start um, adding more carbs in, and that was probably just within the past month or so, I started eating like a huge sweet potato all at once. And um, it was a little large and um, like a really big sweet potato. And I actually started getting blood sugar imbalances. And that was really scary to me because it had been years since I got like those like shakes and like the sweaty feeling of blood sugar dysregulation. And I don't like that. And so then I just had to be a little more intentional. And like you said, that's just something that happens after you do go low carb for too long. And now um, I've had large sweet potatoes since then. My body didn't take that long to readapt to where it was before I tolerate carbs really well but similar to you like I have to have like a ton of fat with it as well I mean it makes it taste better and also for the blood sugar regulation and stuff like that like um if I grab a piece of fruit it's always with some fat or even like with my potatoes or winter squash, for an example. Yeah. And I, I just want to highlight that because, you know, when people have say they don't tolerate carbs and they're adding them back in, it's just because you have to teach your body again because your body adapts to being low carb for a long time. And this is actually something I won't really get into extensively, obviously, on this podcast, but like there are negative effects of being too low carb for too long and like i mean for some people this might not be a negative effect but i personally think it is like you develop something called physiological insulin resistance which basically in a nutshell your body your brain requires glucose so when you are not eating a diet that's high in glucose your body is going to conserve any little bit it gets and save it for the brain in order to do that it makes basically the rest of your body insulin resistant so your body's kind of just like adjusting to that really low carb intake and then anytime it does get carbs it's hypersensitive to it and acts like this extreme like you just gave it a shot of sugar even when it was just like a little bit of sweet potato so to get out of that you have to like slowly add more and more carbs into your diet so your body's kind of like adjusting to it and it's not just a huge shock i think that's the downside because i think that being metabolically flexible is ideal like you should be able to just eat whatever you want and like not feel like you're going to pass out. Um, but, you know, if you want to stay low carb forever, that's fine. But well, maybe not. I don't know. I want you to talk about like, why do you think it's important for women to have carbohydrates? For a woman specifically, I really think it comes down to like brain health, mm-hmm. particularly your hypothalamus. Mm-hmm. I think your hypothalamus requires a certain amount of glucose and I mean like you said I'm very like well versed in kind of like the keto community the high fat low carb stuff but I really really do know and understand that our hypothalamus requires carbohydrates and I see this far too often like with women with hormone imbalances they're eating too low carb they're scared to increase their carbohydrates but it's it's their hypothalamus that is suffering because it's not getting the glucose that it needs and I always like to say for balanced health you need a balanced plate like you need that balance yeah and maybe you could just touch on like if people don't know what the hypothalamus does 
Because it talk, you can get into it. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, so it's like the main conductor of all of our hormones. So your your hypothalamus needs to be like functioning and fed and knows that it's nourished in order to conduct all of these other hormones. So our hormones, it's just like this big stream, right? And the hypothalamus is at the top of that stream. So if it's not getting the nourishment that it needs, then that's where like hormonal imbalances can arise and that they do, they happen um, when that hypothalamus is not functioning is not fed and I have seen it time and time again that this glucose Mm -hmm. um, definitely nourishes it for sure but stress also affects the hypothalamus so it really is all about stress and one thing that people don't realize is that even if they don't like intentionally or like consciously feel restricted but they are restricting a certain macronutrient that hypothalamus of theirs that part of the brain feels that stress Mm -hmm. whether that person like knows it like consciously or not Mm -hmm. do you feel the same way yeah definitely and I think that people don't really understand all the variety of ways it can manifest like we see like physical symptoms like hair loss you know like low energy but this is where like amenorrhea can come in low thyroid like carbs are great for helping to convert t4 to t3 um low mood low serotonin depression also like leptin signaling like if you're always feeling hungry your body might be looking for a macronutrient um am i missing any big any big symptoms Well, I was going to say it can work both ways. Like you said, if you're always feeling hungry, your body might really, really need some carbs. But if you're never hungry, your body might really, really need some carbs. And those are two things that I see in my clients over and over again that are too low carb. Like like they'll be low carb for a really long time and then they'll just be ravenous. And it's like, well, because you're under fueling your body and this is like literally your brain screaming at you that it needs the glucose. Or it can happen like reverse and you can have like literally no hunger cues, but that's because your body is in this state of being like so malnourished and everything just kind of silences because it's trying to reserve and preserve what you've given it Mm -hmm. yeah i think that it's interesting i think about how kind of my mindset about like carb intake has shifted over the years and i think you kind of had a similar thing like um especially with keto and high fat being really popular you know i spent a long time feeling like it, it really is just about get making sure people are getting enough calories like a lot of these symptoms people are struggling with is because they're under eating and that's true like a lot of it is like people just aren't getting enough calories and a lot of people in the keto community say you just like people's hair is falling out and they're having hunger problems because because they're not getting enough calories so as long as they bump up the calories it's fine they don't need the carbs And I bought that for a while, but recently I just don't think that's true. I think that 
you need enough calories and you need enough carbs. And it's both, not one or the other. I think also you can be eating plenty of carbs, but not enough calories, still same issues. And I think that the level of carbs people need is different for the, depending on the woman. Like some people, some women need a lot more carbs to kind of like kick that hypothalamus back in gear than others, you know, and it depends on the person. And I still like carbs carbs aren't essential like you don't need them but that doesn't necessarily mean it's optimal and like I think but I do think for female hormonal health you need enough carbs for your body which again is going to be different for everybody and you need enough calories it's not just one or the other so I now do not buy this keto argument that that you can be fine with no carbs Mm-hmm. And it definitely, I think it comes a lot down to like the long term, like the length of the like keto diet or the low carb diet, whatever you're following. I mean, yeah, some of us need to do that for a certain period of time for digestive mm-hmm. health. But again, in that sense, the like the a low carb diet isn't like the cure for you. It's like to help manage your symptoms while you address the bacterial overgrowth or whatever you have. And then like just in my example, once you get over that hump in your health journey, let's add those carbs back in because there's nothing wrong with them. Like they're another macronutrient that have a lot of nutrition in there for you. Yeah, I agree. And like just to clarify, like Meg and I right now are talking about like female hormonal health like it's different depending on the population like men for instance i really believe can do much better without carbs for a longer period of time um and it just depends in activity level like some people if you're super active you're probably gonna feel a lot better with carbohydrates and it's so individual but and again going off of the digestive stuff although we talked about this too like my opinions around even dealing with digestive issues have changed too as i've come to see that a lot of people can overcome you can okay this is what i think when it comes to like overgrowth in in the gut I think that going lower carb makes it a lot easier because the person isn't dealing with the symptoms. But I don't think it's required for the actual elimination of the gut microbes. Like that's kind of where I'm thinking. I 100% agree. It's more for the symptoms. So I work with a lot of women with parasites Mm -hmm. and everyone's kind of like always asking me, well, how low carb do I go? And it's really just like based on what you can tolerate. Because if you can tolerate a good amount of carbs, like let's say you do eat a starchy vegetable with every meal and you tolerate that, that is not hindering your process in getting over this parasitic infection, for an example. I personally couldn't tolerate them, but if you can, I'm in the same boat as you. I really don't believe that it's like detrimental to your like overcoming that. And again, we're talking about this in the context of like paleo carbs. I don't think you can be eating sugar and processed foods and get rid of things. But if you want to have starch with your meals, like, and you don't know, it's, you don't mind the symptoms of bloating or whatever, slash you don't get them. I think you can still get rid of, get rid of the, the infection or the parasite or whatever. Oh, assuming that the protocol and the practitioner knows what they're doing obviously if your supplementation protocol isn't on point it's not going to work um but i think we just kind of want to talk about this because there's been this fear around carbohydrates and i think it's just been 
And it's so funny because so many people, especially with keto, in the keto low carb community, I'm like, you're eating carbs. A lot of them are like eating carbs and just like not really talking about it slash like lying about what they're eating. Um, And I mean, how do you feel? You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. And I think I want to say is that everyone just needs to remember that you don't see what everyone else eats and you don't know their health. Like you don't know what they're up to. Um, If you are seeing someone that is super low carb all the time and you assume that you can do that as well, you don't know where they are in their health journey. You don't know if their hormones are balanced. And I think it's always just similar to what you said earlier in this episode, you know, those recommendations of if your carbs increase, your fat has to be lower. We forget who that information is for. And I think it's always so important to take a step back Give yourself a moment, remind yourself of who you are, where you're at, and what your personal goals are for your health and everything else, and then make like your decisions based on your unique like situation. Because it really is so easy to just look around and assume things and like take all this advice that is being thrown around and forget who that advice is actually for. I I totally agree. And I think that the whole low carb movement led to this like major under eating because what happened was people just removed their carbs and didn't change anything else um which was its own thing and like i guess okay i think there can be too much of anything or too little of anything like i'm not telling you to sit there and eat 10 sweet potatoes with every meal either like that's not we really are talking about a quote balanced plate which is i hate the word balance but also there's no other word that is good for that um you know and it's just like kind of coming from the other direction like you don't need to be afraid of them like you just need to listen to like how you feel and like if what you've if you're not feeling well and you've been eating a certain way for a while like maybe evaluate that and try and change it up and if you are worried about adding carbs back in like maybe this can give you some confidence that you shouldn't be so worried about it um and I think that it does lead to the the under eating thing you know which I, we, Meg and I both really want to talk about eating enough food. Um, and I think that we're going to get into that on Meg's podcast because we're going to podcast together for her episode, which will be up by the time you hear this. So go there for our discussion on eating enough, because that I think is the main other piece of this puzzle. Like a lot of women, I'm talking about women with hormonal issues right now. The, a lot of the root of that is stress, but also like this physical stress caused by not enough carbohydrate and not enough calories both of those not just one or the other you can't just pick one and not do the other in my opinion for most people i'm seeing um so i think we're gonna pick up with the under eating topic for meg's podcast because i will rant about that for 20 million hours but um maybe we can just wrap up with like you've been adding more carbs in and like give me some tangible things of what you've been feeling slash do you notice differences now when you on days when you maybe eat less carbs i yeah definitely um i definitely think um now that like my body has kind of been like okay we know what to do with these carbs again after being quite low carb for quite some time um 
my moods definitely I kind of feel and I've even said this to my boyfriend I just kind of feel like back to me like mood wise I don't know if it's because I'm eating more variety now and I just feel like more expansive more free more like I'm eating all my favorite foods again you know what I mean and it's not that I didn't feel free before and that's a word that I use a lot but there was a time in my healing journey that I did have to be somewhat restrictive because I couldn't eat certain foods. But anyways, um, definitely in my moods, I would think. And I can already see some hormone like improvement, which is really exciting for me because I know you touched on the fact that both you and I deal with amenorrhea right now. And I know a lot of my hormone issues had to do with the past three years of me dealing with parasites and bacteria overgrowths. And I am so grateful that I'm now in a place where I'm like, okay, I can now focus on my hormones. And Like I said earlier in this episode, I do think carbohydrates have like a place in that hormone healing. So that's why they're back and why I'm kind of, you know, eating them more often than I was before. And I'm definitely seeing some hormone shifts already, which is great. Um, Yeah, I would definitely say more like mental mood stuff and hormone stuff already. My bowel movements have also been even better. They have been. Yeah, yeah. No, they they've been a lot better. But I think, um, again, just I told you, I kept everything the same. So I'm eating um, just as much fat as before. It's not like I decreased the fat intake. I just added more. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe my body's loving like the extra bit of calories, carbohydrates, fiber, that sort of thing. And again, you and I said it's super easy for anyone who's eating low carb, even if you're adding an abundant of fat to each of your meals, it's so easy to unintentionally undereat. And I know um, we'll be talking more about this on my podcast. So definitely head over to the Unbreakable You podcast. So many people contact Christina and I about under eating, you know, like situations like that. So I'm really excited for you guys to check out that episode. Yes, please. And Meg and I are both like really good at, I feel like I'm really good at helping other people. Do you know what I mean? Like I got 11 of my clients have gotten their period back in the last month and a half. I was like, holy shit. And I know you have had a ton of people getting their periods back too, finally, and like actually balancing hormones and like losing weight that they couldn't lose and stuff like that um so yeah so we need to talk about the under eating more on your podcast tell everybody where else they can find all the things meg so the unbreakable you podcast where else yeah so just head to my website meg the rhn.com and you can see all my stuff there like podcast stuff blog posts i always share new recipes so there's gonna be new recipes for you to check out every week and i just like blogging similar to you like you and i just like blogging i know you're more like content stuff but i like sharing a lot of like personal things i've recently started like a meg approved 
like review series where I have been I'm starting to review like different chocolate bars and so if anyone's interested in learning about dark chocolate join me I'm very interested in that I will be eating all the dark chocolate so I'm gonna get over there and check out and We'll probably eat some dark chocolate maybe today or later. Yeah, we're hungry, so we're going to peace out. But thanks for listening and go to Meg's podcast and listen to part one there. I always love chatting with Meg. I'm sure that won't be the last time she's been on my podcast. So thanks, Meg, for coming on the show again. If you want more from Meg, you can find her at MegTheRHN.com and on Instagram at MegTheRHN. You should also listen to my episode on her podcast, The Unbreakable You Podcast. We talked about calories, very, very interesting conversation, and eating enough food. I think it's an important conversation to be had. So if you haven't heard that yet, I think you'll enjoy it. So go check that podcast out as well and listen to the two episodes on this podcast before that she's been on. If you liked this one and want more from Meg Dahl. If you enjoy this, make sure you leave a rating and a review on iTunes and Stitcher. It helps me out a lot. And share this episode if you think it would help somebody out. So that is all I have for you this episode. Next time we chat, it will be signups for Pillow Women Lifestyle Program. I am pumped. I hope you are too. I hope you have an incredible day. And I'll talk to you again next time. Bye.